Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 204. We shall rise up. We shall revolt. We shall take this podcast for ourselves. Hi, Julius. Welcome back. Albert. I felt like that was revenge for you kicking me off the podcast last week. It, it was, yep. Well, you know, you wouldn't have wanted to have been here. We were talking war games. <laughs> oh, uh, war you games. You know me too well. <laughs> so, how have you been? I've been doing well. I've been doing Excellent. quite well. And the reference today is because we are going to be talking about the expansion for Nations the Dice Game, Unrest. And therefore, we're having a little bit of unrest in the podcast here. Albert, that's right. Taking over. I am just not rested. Not rested. You're, not rested. You're tired. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah, a great theme actually. for a game. Mommy and Daddy are trying to take a nap. I think that <laughs> was a theme for a game. Maybe. It was it's like, a game I lose Daddy. all the time. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't wake Daddy. That's solo, boy, I think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but we are talking about Nations the Dice Unrest, and this is by right. popular demand. We talked about Nations the Dice during a recent Back to the Table segment, and today we are going to, this is not a Back to the Table, this is the first time that we have ever talked about this expansion on air. Maybe we've That's talked right. about it not on air before, but this is the first time we've talked about it on air. That's right. That's right. And, and and it is by popular request because all the people that commented on it said they wanted us to talk about this. That's a, a fact. All the person that talked about it. No, we have oh. a few. <laughs> Did we? Okay. Um. Well, all right. So this is an expansion, right? We don't often talk about expansions, but it is an expansion for a game. Nations, the dice game, which is a fun game based on Nations, the board game. Um, and we talked about Nations the Dice Game twice now. The last time was what about a month ago? Something yeah. like that. So go check that out if you're curious. But very briefly, um, let's just summarize very briefly about how Nations the Dice Game regular works. So the way that Nations the Dice Game regularly works is that it is a a tile selection game where you will roll dice to determine the amount of currency you have. Um, there are multiple different currencies there. There's swords, there's books, there's stone, there's coins, and there's food. Across the board, the board will have different things that you can do to take. For example, you can take tiles that will upgrade your dice and usually cost gold. There are tiles that will give you extra chits, and those usually cost swords. And there are tiles that are primarily just worth points, and those can be purchased with gold and then built with uh, with stone. The food and books are commonly used towards each end of round segments and used to give you extra points. Over four rounds, you will continue to buy tiles and upgrade your dice until at the end of the four rounds, you will total up points to see who won the game. Mm-hmm. That's it in a nutshell right there. Um, the gameplay is about that fast, too. <laughs> Indeed. It's <laughs> one of the reasons why we both like it. That's but right. why don't we go ahead and jump into what's changed in the Unrest expansion? All right. So this is a, a relatively small expansion. If I remember correctly, it comes in a in a very thin cardboard box. And um, and you throw out the box and keep all the components in the main game because it all fits in there. This is basically just giving you more of everything that you already know from the base game, but with some tweaks, right? You're getting some new player boards that represent your nations. Each player board is unique in that they, they give you a different starting set of tiles to work with and, and capabilities. Um, some have more more uh, 
will give you more dice than others. Some will give you tokens that you could use every single round, like a guaranteed gold or guaranteed food, something like that. Some give you rerolls, and and so on. So you get that. You get a bunch of new tiles. The there's there's a couple different tiles in the game types of in the game, right? There's the tiles that you play on the board that you could buy. You're gonna get some more of those, and there's some tiles that are. What are they called? The the past first tiles. The the event tiles. Well, there's also the event tiles that already exist. There's just a little more variety in the event tiles. More of the same, really. And then there's the past first tiles Julius just mentioned, which is a new feature that when whoever passes first gets a tile, I'll give them a little bonus. So now there's a little bit of advantage to go ahead and dropping out of the of the round to get that bonus. If you think you're just about can't do anything, well, hey, let me pass it and. And now you get a second choice. Which pass first tile do I get? Because they're each a little bit different. And finally, there is also the five bonus tiles, of which you're going to see four every game because you're going to play one each round. And they just give you a couple of bonus points if you meet the condition for, for that tile. You get that. You get the dice, right? Everybody loves dice. These are green. These are the unrest dice. They're nice, but they have consequences. And you get new tokens. The base game already brought tokens f- that represent a gold or stone or, or swords or whatever, a different resource that you have access to every single round or a reroll. Now they've got new types. Some will give you two things, like two gold or even a three gold tile token. Um, there's a special reroll that's a reroll plus act right away again. The normal reroll, that was the only thing you did your round. So it's, it's, it's kind of more the same, but with a twist is what it feels like. Everything in this box to me feel a lot, a lot like it's just a little more of the same. You know, some expansions just totally change the game on you. This this one keeps the game the way you like it. Okay. Right. Why don't we go through it in our usual rubric fra- fashion, though, Albert? So why don't we start with the rules? Yes. <laughs> um. So the rules. It's a very small rule book. It comes in a has a couple different languages in it. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. There really isn't much to it. The the game is simple. It's got pictures and everything. Um, it, you know, it's not my kind of rule book. It first tells you how the rules work for the multiplayer game, and then explains the whole game at the end of that. But I mean, but I it's think that two I'm pages. Withhold some of my comments about it <laughs> because, I, like, I don't know that this is the most soul friendly portion. But I think I'll withhold some of those comments until we focus specifically on the solar rules. It does lay out the rules pretty clearly and concisely, though. Yes. Yes. Um, there's not much else to say about the rules. You know, it comes in multiple languages, color, lots of color. And it's only I, two I pages. Kinda <laughs> wish, yeah. I kind of wish it was, it's two pages. I kind of wish it was a sheet per language because you have to kind of flip it open and fold it and find your language. And it's just been convenient if each language is a separate sheet. So you wouldn't have to worry about the folding and unfolding and, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Not something you need a lot. So here we go. That's the rules. That's the rules. How about the theme? Do we do we have unrest uh, coming through the theme here? I think so. Yes, when you're playing, you definitely feel that unrest. It doesn't happen every time, <laughs> but those darn green dice when they when they come out wrong, that your your civilization's all upset and it's stopping everything else that you're doing. It really to be more take- clear about what you're referring to. Those green mm-hmm. dice have a special side of them. They have a fist symbol. Um, and if you roll the fist symbol, then you, when it becomes your turn, you either have to spend your entire action re-rolling those dice. Um, all the fist dice that you have. All, 
you have to reroll all your all the fist dice. Yes, excuse me, um, and then move those over to, or you have to just give up on all your fist dice. They they cannot be used, and then you get to play a normal action. Mm-hmm. So so it kind of gives you a little bit of a choice, right? You could just ignore those dice, lose them for the round, but you get to go ahead and buy a tile right away, which may be important. Especially in the multiplayer game, right, where where you got somebody else going, and you're kind of pretty sure they're going to buy what you want to buy. I think there matters, but here in the solo game, I think you know it's an inconvenience. You're just going to lose a round. Well, no, I think it does make more I of think. a difference because of those pass first tiles. Mm, mm-hmm. And it, it ties in strongly those pass first tiles when you're playing solo. Maybe we'll get so to. Like- I'll yeah. come back to that when I discuss the past first yes, house. We'll come back to it. Good point. But Very I think much. that's the, like, there's a whole bunch of different, I hate to say modules, because the, as opposed to many other expansions of this type where each one is an individual module and you can pick and choose which module you want, this one it says, like, you have to use all of it. And practically you kind of do. Um, but this aspect of the green dice is the only part which feels like unrest. And I don't even know that it's the most striking. I think that probably the past first tiles and the player boards are more striking more often than the unrest dice. So Hmm. I suppose the unrest is a nice catchy name, (laughs) but, and I suppose we did mention this before when we were doing the basic game. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like a sieve builder, it's too light and a bit too abstracted, which is fine because I suppose that's the purpose you're playing it for. Yeah. I mean, it's a die game and it's a yeah. quick die game. So you're never going to get a strong sense of theme coming through no matter what. But so the, the theme that's interesting about be- your, your, your opinion about the unrest versus the uh, past first house. Cause I think I'm exactly opposite of you. Oh, wow. Oh, well, we'll yeah. have to cover, we'll have to cover that in our mm-hmm. summary portion. Yep. Absolutely. Let us talk about the components. So the game has continues to have the wonderful quality of the dice. There's these new green dice that are included in this one. Um, they look very nice. I very much like those. Then it adds a whole bunch of tiles. All the tiles are the same art style. Um, continue to have the same elements. Continue to have the same uh, level of clarity. With one exception, and I'll get to that in just a minute. Um, the because it adds all these tiles and there's not really any good storage method before, like when it was only just by age, that was fine. But now I really felt like you needed a better organization method with additional tile types, because now you have the past first tiles, you now have the bonus tiles and I felt like it needed to be a bit better organized. And so I actually felt like at this one time to make it not be a giant mess, I had to print off a 3d printed holder or make some other boxes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because there's more stuff in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had made one before also just a, a little tray that held all the tiles of each age together in a little compartment, right? Just mm-hmm. a little in the tray, in that section of the tray. Exactly. Uh, fortunately I made it big enough to grow so that when the new, when the expansion came out, I was able to fit the new tiles in there too. And then and the other worked. component included are the new player boards. Mm-hmm. which in the original one, they were thin. Um, these ones are not quite as thin as the original one. They're a little bit thicker um, and they have more unique um, background to all of them. 
Yeah, I, the original, they're all exactly the same, right? There, right. There's four, there's four or five of them, and they're all exactly the same. The art's different. The pictures on them are different, but they each have the same exact abilities. In the original, you're saying, not this Yes, one. in the original. In this, this one, it one. still has unique art and now has unique background, too. Um, and each of them has a different setup. So some of them might have a less blue spots, some more uh, orange spots, or have different chits that you get with it, or the starting dice mm-hmm. give you some different things. So there's different different stuff between them. Yep, and they're double-sided. So in fact, there's, there's eight different uh, empires to pick from. Which True. is kind of neat. Um, I mentioned something that a, a graphic component that I felt was not good. I believe that we normally discuss graphic designs and components. Mm-hmm. That is the star rerolls. There's a new chit in this one that is the star reroll. And the reroll works just like a regular reroll. When you use a star reroll, you both get to do a reroll, and then you get a free bonus turn to use what you just reroll. Yeah, because normally you would reroll and then wait till everybody's gone around once till you're turning mm-hmm. in the back. Which does mean that star rerolls are quite powerful. Mm-hmm. They're nice. So they are nice. They're nice to have. And sometimes you have to sit there thinking, like, do I want to take it again? Do I like you sometimes weigh if to hold it, if to not. But then on the other hand, you want to make sure that you use them in each round because they are more powerful. My concern with the graphic design is that there's nothing about a star reroll that tells me what it does. Yeah, that's true. Th- this game, you know, I-, I put it away for for a year or two, and I pull it out, and I have no idea what that die means. That symbol means the rest I know. That one I had no idea. Right, because everything else is intuitive. Like, something about it makes sense. Like, you can have the idea of a green die with the unrest, and then it comes up with a new fist. Like, it's a brand new icon. Like, I have no idea what this does. A star reroll is it's such a similar icon to a reroll that you'll go, oh, hey, I have a reroll, and treat it as a reroll. And I just question why to have... Why need to have similar icon for different things? <laughs> Don't do yeah. this. Yeah. Though, even though it's similar, it, it, it does look obviously different. You're not going to confuse the two on the table. One of them is colorful. The other one isn't. They, they, they stand apart from each other, but they, they still are similar. They're similar. They, the only difference is color. and There's no reason to, I mean, you know what yeah. they are once it's explained to you, but there's nothing to suggest their use, yes, yes. and there should have been. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Even if instead of a star, it's like a running man or something that shows fast action. Oh, uh, yeah. But like something Re-roll from the iconology. Something, yeah. Something. So I'm going to yeah. give that a little minor, a minor minus point for that. <laughs> Let minor. us continue to the gameplay, Albert. Okay, did we finish the components? We haven't really talked about the past first or bonus tiles. Uh, they're tiles. They're tiles they're t- and okay. they're clear. That's all people need to know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel like the graphic design for them is quite clear. The past first tiles especially. There's three past first tiles. The first player to pass takes one of the tiles and you get it. It's either a food, mm-hmm. a sword, or a book. The next yes. player takes one of the last ones and the last player to pass doesn't get one even if there's something remaining. Yes. I find those bonus tiles a little more uh, unclear. There's a couple symbols on it that, that are just not at all obvious. At the first. bonus tiles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. one that has that green 
Green equals two parentheses oh. food sorter book. What? What the heck does that mean? Right? It it's just absolutely not obvious. Not to me. Once oh. I've read it, oh okay, yeah, now I see how they went. It, they're talking about green is a bonus tile. So it's saying a bonus tile is actually worth two instead of one. Yes. But, <laughs> but you know, again, it, it's not a big deal. It's just it's yeah. just something that's there. I'm not sure how else you could have represented right. that without writing the whole thing, and they can't do that because yeah. of and that's the thing. The words they they've gone language neutral, so this works with the only thing you need that's language specific is the rule book. Everything yeah. in the game, otherwise, is totally neutral. Yeah. So okay, so gameplay. It's it's not that different from the normal game, right? All the stuff that was in there before still exists. There's new boards you get to choose from at the beginning of the game. You're going to take a board and choose which side you play on. Everybody gets to do that. Um, what is different is the pass first tiles and the bonus tiles. The pass first tiles, you're just going to put them on the table, and they only come in effect at the end of the round when somebody passes, then they get to take one. So that's not a big difference. The bonus tiles, I'd mentioned earlier, each round you're going to flip a bonus tile over and see what the bonus for this round is. And it's basically another go to to accomplish to get more points right so it could it could impact how you play you for example one will give you food extra points if you have the most food or in the solo game if you have more two more food than the uh than the goal then you get the extra points um so that may make you say well i'm going to go ahead and go for food versus the swords that i had thought i was going to do before now that i see this bonus style so it could impact the game i guess um yeah, in terms of gameplay, there there isn't very much difference. In the solo game specifically, um, the pass first tiles are set up. There's three pass first tiles, and when you're playing, you have three columns of tiles on the board. You're going to put one on top of each column, and when the robot passes, if he passes before you, and or not, not if he passes, if he empties a column and then rolls that column again, then he takes that pass first tile, and you can no longer get a pass first tile. Um, it doesn't matter other than that because the, the robot doesn't use the tiles. It doesn't benefit him any other way. It just makes it unavailable to you. The The bonus tiles in the solo game basically work the same as the multiplayer game, but the meanings are a little bit different. A little bit different? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Like the, 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 the swords one. It says whoever has the most swords will get two bonus points. That's the multiplayer rule. The Wait, solo you just is, said that the the shadow doesn't use the bonus tiles or the or the pass first tiles. The pass first tiles. Am I it wrong? does too. What does it do with them? Oh, it increases the. Oh yeah, it increases the family level or the war level, or it produces a book. Huh. Boy, that messes up my scores. <laughs> yeah, it does. So here's actually the here's actually why I was saying that it is not solo friendly. It's because the pass first tiles work entirely differently. The solo the bonus tiles, in my opinion, work entirely differently. They do very different mm-hmm. things. Enough mm-hmm. that when I'm playing solo, I have a number of times considered making brand new tiles that more accurately represent what the tiles do for solo. Because these tiles do not accurately represent what happens for a solo game. Okay, yeah. I, I will tell you that when, when uh, Rustin Hawkinson was designing the game, I played tested for him, and he really struggled to, to come up with a 
a way to make sure that all components were usable in a solo game and and you know try try to find something i mean i understand what you're trying to do mm-hmm. but unfortunately like it's close it's close because it's sort of the same general idea but for example as you just mentioned when you pass first if the other player gets it normally they get a thing here instead a thing goes against you mhm yep and with the bonus tiles instead of having to produce the most you have to produce one more than you would otherwise have to get for famine and but it says like it says max and so you have to like look up and be like well what does max mean and so like yeah um yeah i mean the it, it's not i mean for that matter like you could play the bonus tiles and you could just roll an unrest die to determine which one of the five it is. Yeah, absolutely. And for the past first tiles, you could just put three chits on top instead of having the past first tiles. Like, they're just placeholders for different rules. They are in the solo game, yes. Absolutely. But and I, I this is kind of where I wish the... Um, the rule book was a sheet because this this is the one part that I did have to occasionally reference. Yeah, and, that's my point exactly. Uh, yep, and that's and that's why I don't give it a recommendation for solos because of this. Interesting. I still think it's a fun game solo. I don't mind. It just means I gotta like check the rule books every once in a while, and I may forget the, how the past first tiles works, but that's okay. I think that if you play Nations Dice solo, I think just keep your Nations Dice base game. This doesn't add enough to my fun level. And here we've entirely jumped past gameplay into final thoughts. But I don't think it adds enough to my fun level to justify getting it solo. I think that the addition of the super enjoy having the past first tiles, the green dice, and the unique player setups when I'm playing multiplayer. But for solo, when I play solo the extra complexity does not make it more fun than the base game. I would just say, keep the base game. Interesting. Okay. Um, I disagree. I have the expansion in there and I'm happy to use it all every time. Well, yeah, because um, I've got it. <laughs> well, cause I got, and cause it's a hassle to take out, but I do like the choices that I get from having the tiles to purchase the new tiles. I enjoy the unrest dice and, and they're fun, but when they work against you, it's really annoying because they, they tend to hurt when when you do get those fists and they hurt a bunch. I, so I, I do enjoy them. I do really enjoy the the variable player boards. Mm-hmm. And I think that adds something too. So I think all these things are worth it. The pass first tile and the bonus tiles, in my mind, are more of an afterthought. And I don't value them as much. So I, I don't ignore them. I use them. But... I off I rarely pass first anyway, and it's always the bot that goes first. I don't even, I don't even pay attention to them for the most part. Well, how much do you play multiplayer? Rarely, definitely more solo than multiplayer. That's what I'm saying. This is this still yep. is one of my wife's favorite games, and yes. the pass first tiles and the bonus tiles, and this could just be like a multiplayer versus solo type thing. The pass first tiles and the bonus tiles have an effect when you're playing multiplayer, and that effect is diluted and possibly diluted because of a components issue when you're playing solo. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I could see that. So so it That's causes the the yeah the the difference in the rules causes a bit of confusion switching from one style of play to the other. 
I could definitely see that. And that could be frustrating. It's not just a confusion of the rules. It's a matter that the components do not accurately represent what the pieces are supposed to do. And that extra complexity of, A, having to jump to translate what the components do in your head. In addition, I don't even know, like, the bonus tiles don't give enough change and benefit when you're playing solo that I feel like they're really necessary. Like I would honestly, if it weren't for the rules saying like play all of them, I've never tried doing solo with just the other components and leave out the bonus tiles and past first tiles, which theoretically you could do. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. those ones are so tied. Like you need to have starry rolls and green dice and, in together with the other things you need to have that yeah yeah um, but you can and you can't use the player boards them. without those either because the player boards may give you star reroll or, or one of the right. other tiles for example so yeah you have to mix it all and so i like those but i guess you could play without the bonus tiles in the past first tiles and it honestly could be i would recommend it more to do that interesting yeah i like i said i just sort of ignore them i use them but i, I don't they rarely weigh into my choices um in solo so I just don't mind them. And it's only, you know, seven or eight tiles. It's not even like a, a lot of hassle to set them up. So I don't find I mean, it is a hassle because you have to go look up what they are and remember over the course of the game. <laughs> so I, I, I disagree. It's not the, it's not the action putting them on the table. It's the mental mind work of having to keep track of what they actually do. Mm-hmm. A, a play raid would be nice. So this expansion is, you know, is available. You can't. Miniature Market doesn't have it in stock, but you can find it on Amazon for twenty five dollars, which is the retail price. Um, so it's a little bit expensive yeah. for what you're getting. Well, I mean, it's got a bunch of custom dice in it. It's got what nine? It does eight custom dice. Yeah, and the boards and all that, but it's it's just not a lot. It's not a lot, yeah, I think. Right, but it's also it's an expansion with custom dice in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. You remember a couple weeks ago when we talked about the what was the other game that we talked about last time and Nate and Nations came up? Horrified. Horrified? No, it was Canvas. You remember we talked about Canvas and how you when you play solo, there is no bot action or anything. You just you just keep playing. And we yeah, said, Oh, we should try that with it, Nations. Yes. And we said, we should try that with Nations. Maybe you could just play with Nations and ignore rolling for the bot and just, just do everything yourself and just keep buying. Yeah, I, I was ready that. to do that. I was ready to try it out. And then I said, you know what? This doesn't work at all. Um, some things break it. For example, the reroll. There is absolutely no risk anymore in choosing to pass and reroll or, or the unrest eyes. There's absolutely no risk in rolling unrest. Who cares? You just roll again. You're not, there's, there's no chance that you're going to lose the a tile because the bot took the tile that you were hoping to buy. So so then I, once I thought about that, I realized, okay, so with this game, you really do need a bot to play against. So you do really need something to take those tiles away. It wasn't quite so straightforward as I thought it might be. But it's an interesting, interesting thought experiment. I was ready to try it. Indeed. So there we go. I think we're done. Unless Is there anything else you want to say about the expansion, Julius? Uh, only that I do recommend it for multiplayer. I do really enjoy it for multiplayer, but I don't recommend it for solo. And you do. And I do. And, and I think it's, it's not that easy to find, but like my friendly local game store had it on sale recently. 
in their clearance section. So you may be able to find it, might be able to find it cheap. Indeed, indeed. I look for. Yep. And with that, gentle listeners, we will wish you all a good night. Thank you for listening as good always. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.